With liberty and justice for y'all. All right, welcome back. Episode four of With Liberty and Justice for All. I'm Eric. I'm Scott. Hey, Scott. And we are going to talk to you about uh, trumped up charges and how they'll never stick as well as Gorilla Glue does. <laughs> so uh, we do have a guest on the show Gorilla today. Glue. We're going to bring him in. It's my younger brother's name is John Smith. Shit you not, that's his real name. Hey, while we sit here, can we share the screen with the glue, the Gorilla Glue lady? Yeah, for sure. Let's, Let's bring her face her up here. Here we go. Oh, yes. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know this story, this person thought it would be wise to use Gorilla Glue Mm-mm-mm. for her hair. And you know what? Let's go ahead and bring Man. my brother John in. Yeah, bring him in here with her to talk about this. John? What's Yo. up, John? Hello. Talk to me, buddy. We can't hear your audio. Oh, we're not going to be able to hear him just yet. Okay, hang on one moment. John <clears throat> is my younger brother of uh, three and a half years and probably one of the funniest and smartest people I've ever met. Um, Scott's working on fixing his audio. So this lady over here on the right, her name is Tessica. Tessica Brown. And she went viral for spraying Gorilla Glue in her hair. And she is reportedly still in agony after taking a weekend trip to the emergency room. Hey, John, talk to me real quick. Yeah, can you hear me? Yep, there got you go. loud and clear. John Smith, everybody. Not a fake name, I promise. <laughs> or is it? Is it? There you go. Yeah, he's a CIA I am, agent. I am John Smith. <laughs> What's up, bruh? Nothing, man. Just, uh, talk to me. Just, uh, you know, ruminating. Yeah, so you got the vid. You got the Rona, don't you? Yeah, 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 dude. I got the Rona. Yeah, how no was shit. it? Yeah, you got it. Uh, oh, not bad, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, like two stars, two stars. Two, two out of five would recommend. <laughs> Have you had and, other viruses that you could compare it against? Yeah, so at first I thought it was the flu. Like on day one, I was like, I woke up and I was cold, but it wasn't cold. So uh, that was it. And then I was like shivering and I went to the doctor and I took a Rona test and it was negative. And they, they were like, uh, here's some fucking antibiotics, I guess. Like, bye. And so, uh, yeah, I just came home and I took well, the antibiotics and then it didn't do shit. How many negative tests you had before you got a positive test? I took four tests that were all negative. To this day, I can still take a test and it will be negative unless they do like the two day PCR test. And even then, they're like, oh, it'll, it'll just be positive. You don't even need to take it. And I was like, how the fuck do you know? Just believe us. And they're yeah. like, it, it'll just be positive for six weeks. And I'm like, but you don't even know me. I've never seen you before in my life. And they're like, yeah, but if you need like a, a note or something to go to, to go to work, just take the, uh, the rapid test. And I was like, what? I was like, we shut down the country for like a year. And now <laughs> nobody even gives a shit. Like, okay. <laughs> it's been 10 days. You're fine. Well, no, that's literally, they were like, the have you had symptoms? Home. They were like, have you had a fever in the last 24 hours? And I was like, no. And he's like, all right, then you can go wherever. And I was like, but I don't want to get anybody sick or anything. You won't. And I was just like, <laughs> uh, Man, okay, was, all right. Then I'll just go do whatever the fuck I want then. And the guy's like, yeah. And he's there like, wear a, a mask, but you're fine. There was a time there at the beginning of the year where I did. I had a cold chill for one night. I sweated it out. I had about maybe like a week of just feeling kind of off. And then it was it. 
Yeah. And I can't help but wonder if I, I too got the got the Rona and just Yeah. So everyone in my family we're assuming all had it or has it actively, and we all have different symptoms. So Mom and Dad think they have it? No, no, no. I'm my immediate family. Oh, okay. Alex. So like my my youngest son, he just has a lot of snot. Uh uh, my my older son, he's like five and a half, and he had a fever, and that was it. And he, now he's just bouncing off the fucking walls, and he never tested positive because why would he? Obviously, because nobody gives a shit. And then my <laughs> wife cannot taste or smell anything, and that's her symptoms. <laughs> that's funny, dude. And then a uh, symptom of a virus: your yeah. smell and taste goes away. I have not had a sense of smell since high school. What? Yeah. Oh man. That oh, that explains great. the shit you eat. Ugh. Yeah, dude. Fart. Yeah. And yeah. you fart all mm-hmm. the time. Never have any problems mm-hmm. with it. I bet you. Eat, I fart. bet you eat a lot of ass, huh? <laughs> <laughs> all right, John. I want to talk to you about something. Cool. All right. Talk about Tessica. <laughs> oh talk my about goodness. Tessica. Tessica yeah, Brown. Dude, she's, she's like a folk people hero. People paid this lady. People she's gave her money. People have given her money. John, what did you say she's like? She's like a folk hero. <laughs> right. So this is the way I understand this story. Um, she ran out of her regular hair product, mm-hmm. and she found just another bottle that sprayed and was just like, I'll fucking use this instead. And so she did. And then mm-hmm. everything was fine for a whole month, 30 days. She had mm-hmm. no problems. And then... Look at it right here. And then on day 30... Uh, she decided to make a TikTok about how her hair is like a giant. It's like somebody poured that that magic shell on her head. <laughs> do you do like you think that it would have like grown out to where she would have just had it like like a layer of like a giant dreadlock, basically? Dude, well, I don't like, think so. Like she's like if you look at her head, you can see where it's shiny all so on her head. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. What like it's. You know, I mean, yeah, you've used Gorilla Glue, dude. Have you ever, like, Gorilla Glued your finger to something on accident? Yeah, it's right. That's just, there's no fucking way, dude. Like, But what about that if the hair is continuing to grow? It's just growing you up know? in there and getting all and ingrown and jacked stuff. up, man. Yeah, just... So, but anyway, so what so I understand she ran is... Out of hair glue for her wig, and she that's how she secured yeah. her hair to her. Well, what I understand, <laughs> the way I understand it is she, at some point, was like, hey, this isn't good. You know, like, 30 days in... And it was like, I'm going to fucking post a TikTok video about it. You know, maybe get some some medical <laughs> advice off of that. And so <laughs> no, so she, she did that. And then apparently she <laughs> tweeted about her experience and a, a, a Twitter account that said Gorilla Glue in it that was not like a verified Gorilla Glue oh, Twitter yeah. account was yeah, like, yeah. hey, you know what you should do is just is like use one? some rubbing alcohol on it. Is this the one right here? No, that's an actual official Gorilla Glue one. I okay, think. okay, but there was a fake Gorilla. There was glue. another one, and and they were like, you should just pour rubbing alcohol all over your head. So she did, she did that, and that didn't help. So she went to the hospital, and they were like, dude, uh, here is some nail polish remover and some, you know, like heavy water or whatever. Like, buy, you know, because what? that's what they do. And so, eventually, some plastic surgeon found out about this and wanted publicity and was like, I'll do it. I'll get rid of it for you for free. Wow. So he did. Yeah. Look at her hair, dude. Yeah, I mean, you can see how much of this <laughs> shit is on her head, dude. 
Can this we listen like, to her TikTok? Here's the saddest, now that we know how to, to pull Here's the set. saddest thing about this whole story is that people donated money to her and she tried to sue Gorilla Glue. She tried it obviously was dismissed immediately. Well, I know Gorilla Glue put out like a statement that was basically and yeah, to use some of this language. They said like we never thought we would have to say this, but you should not use Gorilla Glue on your head. Yeah, we were very sorry. Seriously, and the loophole they're going for is that it says don't use in your eyes or your skin. It doesn't say on your hair. That's my point. Is the lowest. People who put Gorilla Glue in their hair and they go viral and they become famous and get money for being stupid. I think she's up to like $20,000 now that I people mean, have just given to her. Remember when Jackass first came out? Yep. You remember that, John? Mm. Yeah, but they didn't ask for donations afterward. That's true. That is a big distinction. You're absolutely right about that. You know, if you're going to do something that's obviously stupid, like you, I mean, I guess if that's like a form of entertainment that you're offering to your audience that's fine but you shouldn't just do that because you're fucking stupid i guess i don't know like the the public or or whoever shouldn't be there to shield you from your own mistakes no no they shouldn't that's that's my thought on it i guess yeah no they absolutely shouldn't so scott interesting story my brother recently decided that he is a full-on libertarian welcome that is not true what do you explain? Never mind. What do you think is not true? Tell me what's not true. Well, first of all, you can't get two libertarians in the same room without one of them <laughs> calling the other one a fake libertarian. But <laughs> Scott would call me a fake libertarian. Well, I am a fake libertarian. I, I admit that fully. So well, explain. I want to hear this. So there are just some things that cannot be libertarian under our constitution, um, such as providing for the common welfare. Promoting the common defense. Uh, common defense is, yes, that is part of the Constitution. The common welfare is in the preamble of the Constitution, and that does not have any binding force. But okay, well, in any event. Provide for the common defense is, I believe, part of the preamble as well, isn't it? It's right there in the beginning, man. So like, if you don't want to call that part of the Constitution, what is it, the, uh, I'm just saying the way, the way things are, here's the thing, is you can't have a democracy or any sort of elective government if most of the people don't agree that they should all be libertarians so it goes back to when when a libertarian says taxation is theft if not everyone agrees to be libertarian or even most people don't agree to be libertarian then you can't be libertarians that's just the way it works does that make sense scott like if you got a bunch of people that don't want to take responsibility for their personal liberties you can't force them to. So once you reach a critical mass of people that don't want to be libertarian, you just can't be libertarian. Right, unless you have your own little society, which we're not allowed to do. Well, I guess I'm. I'm just say it one more time. I want to. I want to hear it one more time. I'm just saying, like the way the world is now, the way our country is now, you can't put the genie back in the bottle, man. Like you can't be libertarian now. It's just not doable. Um, I certainly think there's probably more resistance to it. I'm not even saying resistance. I'm just saying the realities of our current situation don't allow it. So is it because the government's so big and, and everything's so connected? Well, it's that, and you just have so many people that are incapable of taking responsibility for their own personal liberty that 
like how are you going to get people to vote libertarian? Like if they don't they want, want to be, they want yeah, to if they want them. to be taken care of, they want to be. And there's more of those than there are people who yes, want to be free. So you just can't be libertarian because you don't have do a majority. The libertarian party has kind of ended up caving and pandering mostly to a kind of a lefter libertarian. At least the party they've split. That's the other problem too with the libertarian is that they've split. And now well, we've got I mean, the libertarian Mises caucus. I mean, it goes back to what I was saying that you can't even get two libertarians to agree that they're both libertarians. So. You know, one of them is always going to tell the other one how non-libertarian he is or right, how his – now he just farted and he broke the nap and now everybody's <laughs> in a fucking fight, you know? He's, so basically what you're saying is like libertarianism is um, – It's an ideal that's be organized. Not, it's an ideal that's no longer feasible. Uh, I don't believe – Yeah, can, I don't – there's a lot of – You can implement some There's a lot of policy of out there that's libertarian. No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. You can have libertarian policies, but you can't be pure libertarian. It's just not possible. You, you think you can't go back now? It's too far. The yeah, you can't. Wrong. You can't put everything back in. I mean, I can understand that for sure. I can't. That's just my. Uh, anyway, I mean, you can you can try and convince me otherwise, but that's just my feeling on the matter. I mean, I know I know from when I dabbled with trying to be in the electoral college that. I didn't understand how the libertarians even had a chance because before you ever get there, the primaries are stacked against you. Yeah. Like they won't, they won't, I mean, they're still fighting sometimes to get on the ballots, you know, like you can't, you can't have a party for sure. If you can't even get on the damn ballot, there's a lot of rules and policies in place that make it difficult for them to even get up and going, but they, they certainly don't help themselves when they've got the fat naked guy running across the stage at the middle of their convention. But again, what, what I'm getting at is even if you had perfect ballot representation, right? If every, every libertarian who wanted to run ran, you'd still need a majority of people to vote libertarian and nobody's going to do that because nobody wants that. Like conservatives don't want libertarian ideals because they want you to be a Christian and they want you to oppose all their bullshit, right? And then Democrats don't want you to vote libertarian because they want the government to take care of them or, you know, whatever your fucking views about that are. So the actual people who would vote for anything really libertarian are too small to actually do anything. Like you can get some libertarian policies. Like you can maybe say, Hey, all right, we're not going to be pure libertarians, but what about if we just scaled back on government interference in our lives? And you can maybe do that, but you're never just going to just wake up one day and be like, oh, we're all libertarians now. It's just not going to fucking happen. I also agree with that. Well, no, and I I would say that's probably the way Rand Paul has played his hand. Like, he kind of throws out a little bit of a libertarian statement and lets you sink on it. And he says it in a way that the conservatives can't get upset about it, you know, to where they can brush it off. But it, it, I do like that he bridges the parties off, and you know, it's usually based on a libertarian principle. I've said this over and over and over again, and it just, I, for me, it's, it just baffles me how any person could look you in the eye and say that they don't want you to have as much freedom as humanly possible. I just, it, I just don't get it. Well, you know, well, I'm a Republican, I'm a Democrat. Well, you don't want me to be free. You want all these rules that you're going to impose on me so you can control me. I do, I do personally believe that people are afraid of, of pure liberty. And I, That's exactly I, I, what I it do is. Accept, I do accept that. 
And even though I'm an anarchist, I do accept that I think people are ultimately scared. But that's why I say that in my worldview, your potential of having a government still exists. Because I do agree that people want, they want that. There are groups of people that want that. Yeah. I just want them to be able to do that for me to voluntarily check out of it if I want to. Right. That's my biggest problem. Like, I, I don't like that people can't even leave America. They still get taxed. You know, it's Did like you, you can't that? even leave the country anymore and just go do your thing. They're like, oh, well, you know, what? we're still going to take your money. So there's yeah. this, you know, the mass exodus out of California right now. Did you hear that uh, Governor Newsom had talked about creating a tax that follows millionaires yeah, for two years. that leave for two California years. for two years? They reached the number. For they the referendum? Reached, yeah, they reached oh, the number. 1.5 or 2.5 million. Oh, I thought it was 1.5 million. I think it is 1.5. I think so it's 10%. They are going to recall his ass for sure. Did you see the video of him, John, eating at the restaurant up in yeah. that he was outside and he's inside? I mean, that's just the way power and politics works, though. It's like, here's a bunch mm -hmm. of rules, and then y'all should all be following them. But, mm -hmm. you know, I'm just going to do my thing because I'm important. <laughs> right. I mean, it's I mean, what was the name? Uh, Lori Lightfoot or whatever the, the governor or the mayor of chicago like early oh, on yeah. in the lockdowns yep. she's like nobody you know i'm closing down all these hair salons and i'm doing this and i'm doing that and then and there she, she shows up to a press conference with a perfect fucking brand new haircut and she's mm -hmm. like well i mean i'm brand important <laughs> she literally was like i'm important and it's like oh, well, okay john Kerry just got called and he did the same thing they caught him outside of a private jet and he said well i'm important i've got to be places yeah. I can't be I can't be wasting my time. Look, and everybody, like especially libertarians, right wing, whoever, they hate on Bernie Sanders, right? And I get it because he's fucking nuts. But one thing I can say about Bernie Sanders is he's never changed his fucking stance on anything. And that man will fly coach wearing his fucking mittens and his jacket or whatever, and that he will not bitch about it the whole time. You know that mittens you know, thing at the inauguration. Maybe he hasn't, and and I would I'd probably be inclined to agree that he hasn't. I don't think in the last few years, I can think of anything. And that was what I liked Ron Paul is because I can still find videos of him back in the day yeah. being very consistent. Well, see, that's the thing is even if I disagree with his politics, what I can respect about the man himself right. is that right, right, right. if 20 years ago, he was like, I hate racism and I'm against yeah. it today. Right. He's like, I'm hate racism. And I'm again, he's not one of these right. guys that's just like, Oh, well, it looks like abortion's bad now. So I'm against that. Yeah. No, I think, my my thing that I've always held against Bernie, where I don't allow people to compare Bernie and Ron Paul for this reason, and that's because when it came down to it, the very moment it mattered, when you've got your entire group of people that you've been trying to convince to follow you, Ron Paul said, no, I'm not going to nominate Mitt Romney. I'm not going to say it. And so they didn't even give him the platform at the RNC convention. They shoot. They, he ended up often in a venue across the street. Whereas Bernie, after completing, what, a year of saying these people are the devil, yeah, vote for them. He's like, vote for them because they're better oh, than this other guy. Yeah. That's, and it's, yeah. Just, yeah. Like, Joe it's like, Biden and Kamala Harris? I mean, no. she roasted she, that man over She talked about how she agreed with every every allegation against him. Right, exactly. And then a year later, yeah. she's like, oh, I, she I'd love the sexual harassment. So, um, what do you think about uh, Trump getting uh, uh, getting acquitted for impeachment? 
I mean, I don't, I still don't even understand why we were wasting taxpayer <laughs> money to impeach a guy that's not in office. Well, like it just seems. No, I mean, it, even if you hate him, like it's like they have to kill the bully. Yeah, but it's it's like, is this like in the middle of a depression and a pandemic? Like that's what we should be spending our time doing. Well, dude, listen, we talked about this last night. Me and my brother went and watched the UFC fights last night. And uh, I was telling John how upset I was with everything. He's like, dude, we lost, bro. We have lost this this war. We didn't even know we were fighting when we lost it. And he's right, dude. Um, they are trying to get rid of that voice, which is Donald Trump, and just fully discredit him and everything that he ever has done in the in his entire life. They want to discredit him and silence him and everybody else who follows that guy. They don't want that voice out there, and they have the power and the means to do it. They control the flow of information. They control the, uh, the flow of technology. They control all of social media. I mean, they no, are my, my position on that was actually different than, than what you're indicating. So I'm, you still think that it's this cabal of people against Trump, right? But Which that's... No, that's not what it is. It's it's this cabal of people against everyone, and they've just convinced you that Trump and Biden oh, right. are, are either your ally or your enemy. When in reality, they're just the guys that they point to you and go, "That's the bad guy." Don't look right. at us. That's the right. bad guy. It's us versus he's, them. He's, Al- he's the Al Qaeda under the bed. Yeah. yeah. So basically, basically, it's the Wizard of Oz already already convinced everyone, and now instead of looking behind the curtain, they're going, "No, no, no." That's that's who you're looking for right there. Right, and right. then to so this other group of people, they're going, no, 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 no. That's that's who you're looking for right, right there. They're the bad guys. They're and the bad we guys. are right. collectively so brainwashed or or just hoodwinked, hoodwinked at some point that we still think that it's red versus blue or whatever right. when it's us versus you know. Them. And 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 you you go into well, how do we fight back against it? I, you can't fight back against it. You already lost. You lost this war before you even realized there was a war to fight. Right. And now you're showing up five years after the Civil War in your fucking brown uniform going, what? Well, who do I shoot at? And I'm going, yeah, dude, the fucking war ended, bro. You lost. I mean, that's just that's just it. dude. Like, sorry, man. Like, it's there's nothing you can do at this point. I mean, what are you going to do? Where are you going to organize your people? You're going to do it on fucking Facebook. You can't. You're gonna do it on yeah, certainly Twitter. You can't. You're gonna try and do it on what's whatever that fucking right wing thing was that they tried. You can't. Parlor. Yeah. There. Well, and I think you I'm lost, dude. Like it's I've it's over. Gab is going to be. You know what? I'd be curious about, and and I think it'd be the only way that Twitter would ever lose its standing. And I wouldn't be surprised to see it is if all of a sudden they started advertising for a subscription based. It's like just to make it feel even more inclusive the the yeah but what i'm saying is even if twitter lost its standing and some other thing took its place right right this this new thing would just be controlled by the same people and they'd just be they'd just be doing the same thing they're doing with the red versus blue thing is they're convincing you that you have this choice it's like if if coke and pepsi were both owned by the same guy and he started a big fight between everybody saying oh you either like coke or you like pepsi make your choice right right? that's exactly what it is so No, like you no, still I, think you have something to fight against when in reality, like Big Brother won 10 years ago and you're just now realizing it. Goodness, man. So uh, I would say they probably were starting to do this back in the 90s when, when Microsoft was really kicking off. 
putting backdoors in the, the Microsoft computers and, and all that stuff. Now they've got goodness backdoors and everything. But um no, I I do agree. I know they I know they distract us with, with red and blue fighting. Um and it does. It stinks to even pander to it. And I, I'm totally guilty of pandering to it just because I I think I do it out of an uh, of an attempt to to see if I can't lure someone away from the right. I think I have a better shot of luring away conservatives than I do pulling a liberal to my position. Um, but I, I do. They've, they've suckered everybody into such a right, right and left battle that it's hard not to get out of that box. Well, there's a lot of unconscious bias I've noticed as well. Cause like even, you know, my, my father, for example, he purports to be, you know, Oh, I'm all for Liberty and this, that, and the other. Right. But at the same time, he's a huge Trump supporter, which, it's not necessarily incompatible. But then when this whole BLM thing is going off, I get into a conversation with him and I'm like, hey, you know what these BLM protesters really need? And he's like, what? And I said, every single one of them needs to be walking down the street with an AR-15 lockstep with everyone around him. My dad's like, what? I was like, yeah. I was like, you know who doesn't get fucking tear gassed by the cops? <laughs> tear gas groups of people with guns. Yep. Cops don't fuck with them because cops... Yep are afraid well, of them that, that, you know and one my dad's like well they don't really need guns because they're right i'm like no no no. if they're all law-abiding citizens yeah they right. have well, the same yeah. second amendment right as you or i do that is correct and if you disagree with that then it's not because of their political beliefs exactly. it's because you know, of the color of funny, their skin yeah, what's funny in the in the media never told us was that the boogaloo boys actually they were out there us. protecting them yeah. yeah they were protecting both sides yep yeah, they always try and paint them as uh, a right-wing group, but no, they're just out there saying, "Hey, this is if you want to stop the police from tear gassing you, yeah, come get a out gun. here with something that that they don't want to be shot back at." Yeah. Well, see, that's the thing is, I say I'm not a true libertarian, but what I do believe in is, I think everybody should have all of their rights all of the time. Right, right. So 100%. we may you can try and disagree on what those rights should be, but well, see, that, if I get a right, you should also get that right, and we should both have it all the time. Because I, the word I, inalienable I, literally means cannot be taken away at any time for any reason. Right, and and I think that would probably be why I jumped the boat from libertarianism into anarchy is that I think that'd be the best way. Because in my in my brain, the most important minority is the individual, and so it's like. How do you protect that? How do you protect everybody's rights? And that is to remove, in my brain, it's to remove the institution that that is responsible for even infringing upon it or giving the incentive to infringe upon it. Well, the, or, the problem with that becomes when you have a pure anarchy, then you just get a government because some people realize, hey, if we group up together... We can be yeah, stronger no, than no, everybody else. We can make them do what we want. Right, right. No, no, I, I know. I... I that's I completely exactly what's concede right now with the cancel. Right. Well, I completely it goes with like libertarianism and, and anarchy go hand in hand in that way. There, in that there still would be a hundred percent. Cancel culture is a perfect is a perfect example of libertarianism working at its finest and capitalism. In a, in a way, in a, we don't but, have but in the wrong. Though. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's see. It's, think about this. We have crony culture, capitalism, which isn't the same. thing. I understand that, but but the it's, cancel culture itself. You can't. Well, when but they you impact can't because there's not a fair. Well, they're impacting a bottom line. Right. Somebody's bottom line. They're right, right, right. But there's the not. Is, are they really thing, impacting you know? the bottom line? Yeah. You don't think Gina Carano so. 
bro. Yes, yeah, she's got money, but she was making a lot. No, of money I'm saying the like these companies, right? Like the man Disney, right? Oh no, no, no. Some of them. If they, if, they just ignored, if they had just ignored everything she said and waited a week or two and let it blow over, do you think anybody was just going to cancel their Disney subscription because of this? No, no. These, a few people are just few. going. These people are just going. Oh, I'm super mad. Let's cancel, and then in a week that shit will blow over. And if you just fucking weather the storm, you're back to where you started. Right. Like you remember when Roseanne like got all high on fucking sleeping pills or whatever and started spouting <laughs> yeah. off her fucking mouth. <laughs> that lady looked like if they if they had just fucking if she had just ducked down, you know, the company ducked their head down for a week or two, nobody would give a shit right now. Like if if she still had a show, if you were gonna watch fucking Roseanne, you're gonna watch her anyway, right? Like nobody cares. It's the, it's people pretending like they care. The reason I can't agree with cancel at least in the context of how it is right now, cancel culture being a libertarian principle is that there is not a market where these people can just absolutely go and start their own business and let it try and fail on its own merit. Like they have such a grasp on this and we saw it with parlor, like whether or not we agree with what parlor was doing, they shut it down. Yeah. Like people did, people attempted to go to their own platform and start their own thing. And they said, no, I mean, and and rightfully so. Amazon may have had a, a a reason to do it if they have a contract with them, and they don't want to do it. That's fine. I mean, Amazon can do anything they want because they're a private yeah, company, they, right? A public and, company, but right. But they did. They the way that they're doing this stuff. There's no fair platform for people to just actually fight back in a, in a market competition kind of way. Like, well, we don't. It's, it goes possible. back to we don't have free markets. We have markets controlled by right. companies. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. I absolutely like, agree. Once the government and you the know, companies are in bed together to the to the level that they are now, you don't. You no longer have a free market. The number, and I don't know what it is before Trump, because I I, I do have to give props to Trump for signing the bill. Granted, Biden has eliminated this now, where a company has to eliminate two old regulations for every one that they put in place. Like that was great. That's a good start. And so there was, they probably hacked out a, a pretty good amount of it. But, but as of 2008, I know that there were 130,000 single pace pages of federal regulations. Like that is not a free market. <laughs> no. like, well, look at, at it this way. Like when I, one of my very first jobs out of high school, I worked for a company called Nielsen. Uh, if you've heard of like Nielsen ratings for TV and stuff. Yep. Okay. And so another another side effect of what we did is we kept track of what like head ends or DMOs or just as far as cable companies go, like who operates in what area. And so what I didn't know at the time that I know now is you don't have a choice in who provides you cable service. Um, okay. Yeah. So you they say you do like, but right now, if you wanted to choose between Comcast or Hughes, or Comcast, or you know any of the other cable providers, you you can't because Comcast has this area, and you either have Comcast right. or you try and get AT and T's offering, right? And the only reason yeah. AT and T is even able to offer an offering is because they're using separate lines. So I learned about the, the reason about. the reason that happens is because for some reason these cable companies have right of ways on all the underground line systems. Okay. So another company can't just come in and start laying fiber optic cables outside right. your neighborhood because they would have to pay for
for some reason Comcast if they wanted to do that. And Comcast, no matter what the price is, just says no because they don't want you to compete with them. Yeah, right. And the fact of the matter is Comcast doesn't own these things. The government technically owns them, which means the people own them, which means it's in our best interest to have as much competition as possible to lower prices. Right. But that's not the way it works. For whatever reason, the government has ceded control to whoever wins this area, and now they let them control who can lay new lines. Right. You, see, you see where I'm going with this? So in some cities, like, say, Austin, for example, Google bribed enough people or did whatever they had to do to allow themselves to lay down cable. Right. And now, if you want to get internet service in Austin... You can get it through Google or you can get it through Comcast. But if you compare your price here in Houston with someone in Austin's Comcast price, theirs is less than half of ours because they actually have competition. Yeah, that's not shocking at all. Yeah. So that's that's capitalism in America in a nutshell is when I once you get big enough, you bribe enough people and you get the laws passed to to preference you. I wouldn't be surprised if that was wrapped up in the Telecommunications Act and that was something that that allowed for that to take place because I do, I remember when I lived down in the Galleria and I had, we had Comcast and we tried to get off of it. And and all of a sudden we ran into the problem that nope, Comcast actually had this area as their area. Like that was the internet and cable provider we had to go through. So it was like, well, what the hell is this? Like, how did, how did this even happen? And it is, they make a policy that allows these people to, to come in and just sit on their own little monopolies. Yep. Yeah. It's, yeah, I didn't know, uh, I didn't know the cable companies thing. don't actually yeah. compete with each other, uh, right. not for yeah, individual customers. They compete for areas, but not actual customers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it doesn't take much to line the pocket of one or two politicians in the right spot. And then you're you're set. But yeah. I'm just saying like that, that is actually just American capitalism in a nutshell right there. Right. That right. It's just and, 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 where I, we are. and I do. I, I, I'm I'm that guy, too, where I. The moment I hear it, I, I try to remind people, like, we don't we don't have it. Like, obviously, it's nice, but we don't. Like, the system that we have is not it. You can find glimpses of it, you know. If I, if I <laughs> trade you something and you give me cash for it, and there's nobody in between us, then, yeah, you can find glimpses of it. But, no, once you start getting into a certain part of the league, like, it is, the deck's stacked against you. And you're not yep. going to... You're not, you're not even good. And that, and that's what I try and, I mean, that, that was the, the nice thing about the Robin Hood incident <laughs> is that the very first thing that they did was they went to the government and said, we need new regulations. And it's like, you should realize that these big companies aren't doing the regulations to protect you. They're doing it to protect you from them. Like they, they want to stay there in these. No, no, no. You, you said that wrong. They want the regulations to protect themselves from us. Right. 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 Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I mean, the Robin Hood thing, like you said, that's a perfect example of American capitalism, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, They're cool. manipulating the market as they always do. And then yeah. some, you know, some, <laughs> some neckbeard on Reddit was like, whoa, we can, we can fuck we with can these guys, this. right? Like everybody mm-hmm. just got 600 bucks. Let's fucking do something with it. Right. And so they did. Mm-hmm. And what's the first thing that happened is they said, shut down the stock market. Yeah, somebody somebody is fucking with these rich people. We got to stop this shit. You were not allowed to buy this product. Hey, John, let me ask you a question real quick. Okay, this is going to be completely changing, switching directions. Yeah, game on. Hey, um, 
explain to everybody on this podcast that listens what you do for a living, what you why you're even, you know. Now I don't really do much of anything. Well, here, here's the funny story. <laughs> what do you tell people when they ask? Okay, so I hack into networks or sites or just whatever, and then I provide you with a report that basically says, okay, this is how I got in. This is everything I noticed that was wrong. So I don't actually, I don't actually fix your problems or any of that. I just tell you what they are. When people ask you what your job is and you tell them you're in security. Yeah. So like originally I would be like, Oh, I'm in security. And then they think that I'm like a security guard. So I'd be like, okay, (laughs) my, my technical job title was penetration tester. So I'd be like, I'm a penetration tester. And then they, <laughs> they think you do pornography, right? So <laughs> then I'd be like, well, I'm in IT. And so they just think like, they just stop listening to you at that point. Cause they think, <laughs> they that you, think like, you like install, install printers. printers. <laughs> so now I either say that, uh, that I'm an engineer or I'm a businessman. Or I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Is it not cool yet to just say hacker? No. Cause that makes you sound like a criminal. Well, uh, yeah, I'm sure there is some, but I, it seems like so many kids do it nowadays that it seems like it would be something that yeah, I mean, might be able to say in like five years and people will be like, that's... What do they call you, John? A white hat or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, more grayish than white, but yeah. <laughs> more gray. Dude, he, uh, uh, big companies hire his company to basically figure out where their weaknesses are. Nice. It's pretty cool. They used um, to. It was, it was mostly governments and banks, but like, no, so, my new company, I just I just work for Salesforce now. So all like my, my job now is more just I'm a subject matter expert. So right. I just sit around all day and be available. And then I got a whole bunch of teams and... When they have questions about security, they kind of come to me and say, hey, we're trying to do this. Should we do this? And I go, no. Okay. So you are like the end of the line problem solver, basically. Yeah, basically it's like, um, so I'm in charge of basically anytime Salesforce gets paid or anytime any of our customers get paid, I'm in charge of that. So securing, I th- what did we do? Like $30 billion in in uh, sales last quarter, so... About nice. thirty billion. About thirty billion. Of, of, <laughs> so let me ask you a question, John. Um, you used to go before COVID to DefCon in Vegas. Yeah. Explain to me what DefCon is. It is a convention uh, of hackers. So most industries, when you think of a convention, you're thinking of all the guys in little booths trying to sell shit to each other, or you know whatever. So DefCon is not that. It's it's like where people actually just get together and they want to meet other people that are doing the same shit or like, oh, I know that guy. He's into some cool stuff or, you know, just go learn something from somebody who's done it. So DefCon, it, it costs 240 bucks. You can only pay cash. Uh, you never awesome. give your name to anyone for any reason. They give you a badge that just says human. <laughs> That's and, cool. Yeah. You know, and, yeah. So That's it's neat. actually what's what's surprising about DefCon is that hackers if you ever go you'll find out are some of the most libertarian fucking people you will ever meet in your life they actually have a thing before defcon starts called defcon shoot and everything you think about hackers when you think of what they look like like just a bunch of neck beards and fucking hoodies and shit <laughs> think all of them except they're out in the desert with a bunch of tents set up like shooting miniguns that's oh awesome. really that's cool yeah, it's, it's really fun so so one year you went you said they had some of the voting machines there yes and did you get to tell me about that? Yeah. So they have what's called villages. Um, it's basically 
just like little areas of, of interest for, for people where you can go and just tinker with shit. So they'll, they'll buy a bunch of old ATM machines and you can go tinker with them and try and hack into them. And then a couple of years ago, they started doing the election hacking village and they basically just, you can buy old voting machines off of eBay and, uh, they just had them set up and anybody could go fuck with them. Did you get to mess with them? Yeah, dude. Very first day. That was the first thing I lined up for. And um, what were the you, results? Are you trying to ask if they're secure? Because no. <laughs> yeah. I just <laughs> want to know what you, what did you find out? What was yeah, the so basically, voting machines are not secured by anyone in any, in any way, shape or form. They're, they're literally just, you know, little cheap computers that are stuck in a box that run one program. So, um, yeah, very first day, I want to say maybe 20 minutes in, somebody had just stuck a fucking thumb drive in one and pulled out like 135,000 votes, like actual votes that people had cast from like Tennessee or somewhere. Like, I, I don't remember exactly where it was from, but like these were, were live votes with people's social security number, who they voted for, like their whole ballot. And they were and removed this, from the machine. Yeah, they were physically just dumped onto a little thumb drive as soon as it got stuck in. So, so if they were to count the votes on that machine, those votes would not appear there. No, those votes do appear there. It's that's what I'm saying is the you machine just, pull just out the data. Like, oh, okay. That's okay. what I'm saying is these things are so insecure that when they get done with them, they're just like, "All right, sell it on eBay. We don't need it anymore." And they don't even wipe it or anything. Oh, wow. That's crazy. But in in essence, all you do all you need for 90% of these machines is just physical access to it. Right. And it's just like a drive on, on your machine that you're using right now. You, you stick a thumb drive in and it goes, okay, copy these files over. Done. What do you think about implementing a, a different system? I have for a while been a big proponent of I don't understand why we can't vote with our phones. Like, so I'm for a new system, I guess okay. you could say. That's a, that's a good question. Let's talk about that. I also kind of think there's got to be a way we can vote from our phone, right? And make sure that only one person is voting and not a dead person and not people who shouldn't be voting. Because, I mean, they can use facial recognition. You do all your banking on your phone. I mean, everything well, you have. Yeah, look at it, look at it this way. The government contacts everybody, right? You want right. to do your taxes? That's basically how they go through it, right? Like, they have an ID for you because they want your tax money. Right. So they're... They send you a voter registration card in the mail, right? Right. Instead of that voter registration card, why can't it be a barcode that you scan with your phone on the official government app? And then it says, okay, do your fingerprint. And now you're in the app with your fingerprint. It's encrypted end to end. And you're the only person that has access to it. Like there's, they do it, you do it with your fucking bank. Why can't you do it with your vote? I can already hear them saying, <laughs> <laughs> that you're oppressing just because not everybody has a phone. But that's the thing is everybody <laughs> does have homeless yeah, people. Oh, have yeah, no phones. doubt. I know at this point, I'm sure a, probably a, the but majority. But even then, even if you say, okay, not everybody has a phone, say, okay, the people who do have a phone can use their phone and the people that don't can do whatever they're doing now, right? It, it probably would be much easier to just right, set up like both a little, options though. Give them the, like a, the a scanner booth. You know, like the the same idea of what's happening with the phone. You come in with your little cue yeah. card, and it's just you know, like a well. like a right. porta potty, except you just fucking walk in. Right. It's on in every street corner. You walk in, you touch right. your thumb to it, boom, you're good. I've heard, not that I understand it, but I've heard of um, 
them saying potential with like a blockchain type voting system. I don't know what that would do. I don't understand. Yeah, so understand here's the it. thing is a blockchain's I'm gonna get a lot of shit for this. It's not the right answer to any problem. Uh, the only honestly, the only real viable use for a blockchain is cryptocurrency. Honestly, I have no idea what a blockchain like they're, is. So they're trying <laughs> they're trying to apply it to everything, but it's just right. not it's just not applicable to really anything. Honestly, what is a There's, blockchain? To educate an idiot like me. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay, so <laughs> it's just think of it as little little bits of data, right? Like I've got this chunk of data, and you've got another chunk of data. So a blockchain is literally that. It's Okay, take my data, now add it to the chain. So now everybody that's storing the blockchain has to add my chunk of data to the end of whatever they've got. Okay, I see what you're saying. In essence, that's a blockchain. Okay, okay. So the way, like, say, Bitcoin works is if you want to add that to the end of the chain, you want to be the first person to do it because they'll reward you with some Bitcoin for being the first person to say, okay, I added it. Right. But you have to prove that you did it. So they require what's called proof of work, which is in this case, you know, uh, breaking a, a super complicated hash. And that's in, in essence what mining Bitcoin is. You're, you're breaking these super complicated hashes to prove that you were the first one to do it so that you can add that to the end of your blockchain. And then once you do, they give you a little Bitcoin. And they say, okay, now this is part of the blockchain. So everybody that's storing the blockchain, add that to the end. So every computer that's got a copy of the blockchain has to have the same data as everyone else. So it's, it's like having a database, except it's redundant because every single person in the whole network has to have the exact same copy of everything. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. I didn't either. Thank hmm. you for educating me. That's what I asked hmm. for. <laughs> this is basically what you do now, right? You, don't you just go around from country to country and state to state, like presenting stuff like this? Um, no, I mean, like I do sometimes. Like blockchain isn't necessarily my area. Well, of right, I understand that. But you go. You, you said you were going to go to Buenos Aires. Yeah, no, I do, and... I do speak at, at conferences and stuff, but mostly I kind of stick to my lane. So I do. Uh, I do lately a lot of AI uh, security, and then I do encryption encryption level talks and stuff so right. field level encryption is is a big thing that i have been talking on a lot recently so so last night we were talking about uh telegraph right the right. text messaging and calling app and uh i said you know are these things really encrypted are they actually unhackable and uh i told him it was an open source thing and he said what did you say about that so i mean nothing's necessarily unhackable because it's like probably what yeah. how much time you got well, that and like, I mean, I want to hear what your messages say, right? What's the easiest way to do that? Do I go get a supercomputer and try and break it? Or do I just go oh, to your house and, and hit your hand with a hammer until you tell me what it says? Right, right, you know what right. I'm saying? Like, yeah. it's it goes back to spies. You can have all this crazy encryption technology that you want. But if the easiest way to get the information is to just it's take password. your mistress hostage and force okay. you to, yeah, to tell me what I want to know, is that a hack? It certainly could be considered that, you know, so... You can say like, oh, if it's encrypted end to end with, you know, 2048 RSA keys or something like that, you can say, yes, that's unhackable as far as like a man in the middle. Like, right. Like if if I get a hold of that communication, I'm not going to be able to know what it says without some other form of, of intelligence. So what was the term you called it? Uh, heat. Um, 
for the length of time it would take to actually oh yeah yeah. so like a good test is can you decrypt the data before the heat death of the universe right, right. so it, death they call it the heat death test it's weird so yeah like so there's a finite amount of time that the universe is going to last before everything is just zero degrees okay and in general if your encryption can be broken before that time it's not great <laughs> with with current technology with so current as technology, technology right, improves right, right. that time goes down and encryption has to get better right but i mean you know at the same time there's different kinds of encryption so most of those things that, that you're talking about they use what's called like public private key encryption or asymmetric encryption in other words you have a public key and a private key and you can encrypt something with your private key and then anybody that's got your public key can read it and all that's I've really heard, doing is I've just heard this term, master, a master key. Yeah, that's what I, they want to add to encryption. <laughs> a master key? Yes. Yeah, so yeah. that they can get through any of it. Have yeah, you ever heard? The thing is, of, if you let the government have the skeleton key to something, right? Right. How secure is the government's storage of that skeleton right. key? Yeah. 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 How long true. is it before literally everybody who, who wants it can get that? Right, right. And right. then what's the point of your encryption? Right. Have you ever heard of a guy <laughs> named Patrick Berge? Is that name ever? I don't think so. Maybe. No. Because uh, I heard about the DEF CON story. I actually saw it in a video, and I think it was part of what this guy was doing. Because they were talking about that, that they brought the Dominion machines in, they let the hackers hack them, and sure enough, they got into the damn things. And that was yeah. it. And and so I just wondered if you'd seen it because he does. He was talking about, I think they're called IIA, um, but I don't remember what that stands for. Um, it's like basically running like an internet operation kind of thing. But they, I don't know. I I think you'd appreciate what he's doing because it sounds like he probably does a lot of the same stuff you do. What was his name again? Patrick Berge. Dude, how do you retain this weird knowledge, dude? Well, in any event, the, no. Yeah, yeah. We'll go back. Yeah. So when you're, when you're talking about security, anytime somebody's not want the public hacking their shit, it's because they don't think it's secure or they know it's not secure. So when Eric said, oh, this stuff is open source, the reason that's good as far as security goes is that it's basically the programmers of it said, hey, here's all the source code. Here's everything. And it's all out here in the public. So anybody that wants to look at it can look at it and you'll know whether it's safe or not. It's, it's a libertarian way of doing software, right? You can say anybody can look at it and make your own decisions on it. Whereas, you know, some things they just go, no, 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 it's secure. Trust us. That's, that's called security through obscurity. And it's, it's not, it doesn't hold up to scrutiny. So. Okay. Interesting. But yeah, you talk about Signal. So I've heard good things about Signal, but I haven't personally tested it. Right. The only uh, actual like secure messaging app that I've ever actually tested is one called Wicker, W-I-C-K-R. Um, and the I only reason Wicker, I... But I don't remember what it is. Well, the only reason I'm, I'm fairly certain it's secure is because I've personally tested it. So. Hold on just a little bit. Sorry, I was... I was trying to figure out where this. See, there it is. Inter interactive Internet Activities (IIA). Something called a shadow net. Have you ever heard that? Uh, no. Hmm. Shadowgate documentary. Yeah, it was pretty neat. I think you'd appreciate it. It. it what is it? Just like a private network. 
No, no. So there's this guy, Patrick Berge, and the Tory lady. I was telling him about it. Um, I think Tory was uh, a whistleblower against John Brennan. And she was actually, I think she was involved in the hacking of the DNC before Seth Rich got involved. And so she went public as a way to protect herself after seeing what happened to Seth Rich. You know, I've actually like, got a funny anecdote I can talk about as far as he, the, the Patrick Berge guy helped build some type of like a, they're calling it a dra the NSA's dragnet surveillance and AI program. Um, and just exploit people and like, basically do the stuff where we're going to we're going to manipulate your facebook feed so you see particular stories so that you end up feeling a certain way kind yeah. of thing and that you like our candidate more than the other one well no uh facebook actually it's it's public knowledge that they have the technology in place that can in a very generalized way determine your mood right so this isn't like a super far step from that as far as. Yeah. Well, Are you reading the screen, John? Right on. Yeah. Jordan yeah. Patrick described a network of government contractors in the intelligence community with access to the NSA's dragnet surveillance and AI programs. They exploit this information to blackmail and control politicians and other powerful people. I bet you this is part of the Epstein stuff. Well, and they certainly talk about it. They it. certainly talk about it. But the Patrick Berge guy, I think he. I think he came forward because he was pissed that he helped build the whole program in either Iraq or Afghanistan, which was where they originally used it. And then this Jim Jones character, who was the NSA head of the NSA under um, Obama, um, he took it and patented the software and all the stuff and brought it back to the States and sold this software to be used against Americans. And so I think Patrick Berge came out because he was pissed. That, so ShadowNet is probably this. a direct result. James L. Jones, yeah, Obama's national security advisor. Do you think this is a direct uh, result of uh, the Patriot Act, ShadowNet? Or do you think it's been around before? Yeah, they, uh, there's stuff similar to this that's like uh, there was a, I want to say an Israeli firm that, that wrote a lot of command and control software for like phone spying. That was like a precursor to kind of this that, I mean, it's been used in all the worst fucking regimes in the world. Like right. anytime you want to control masses of people mm -hmm. or control key people like via the masses, like it's, it's been done since, you know, they started accepting software on phones and everybody started carrying one. And this is just an extension of that in my mind. Right. Like, yeah. it's more sophisticated, but, you know. Because, I mean, a, a guy I work with actually just came up with, or he thought he was the one who, who came up with it. It's So the way Wi-Fi on your phone works, for example, is your phone has a list of every Wi-Fi you've ever connected to. <laughs> and it in, when you think you're not even trying to connect to stuff, your phone is constantly sending out that list saying, hey, are any right. all around, right? Yeah. So he found a way... And, and did the actual proof of concept where you can basically identify a person by the networks that their phone is looking for. Okay. So if you have a hundred random people, he can, you know, with like 90 something percent certainty, 
identify whose phone is whose just by what network they're trying to connect to. And uh, it, he was like, oh, shit, like, because this works even when your phone's on airplane mode. So okay. he <laughs> was thinking of it as a way to like, you know, he's a good guy. So he was thinking like, oh, it'll help with like Amber Alerts or like tracking down kidnapping victims or whatever, right? right? Good intentions. Yeah. But it turns out that the Chinese government has known about this for a couple of years. And uh, like when people go to protests or something in Hong Kong, uh, what they're actually doing, like people are, are, you know, putting their phone on airplane mode and thinking that they're safe because they can't be tracked anymore. When in actuality, the government has used this technology to basically identify everyone that was there. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So it's like a side channel I thing. It's, it's just... Somebody's <laughs> watching me. And it's basically that's this, like you get these weird people that are like, I'm not going to take the vaccine because that's how they get the microchip into you and shit. And it's like, listen, are you watching you? Yeah. Like you've got a phone in your pocket, bro. Like they, <laughs> you know, they're like, oh, well, I'm not going to use the face ID on my iPhone because then the government will have my phone. Well, you know, what do you, you know, think is on your driver's license? You know what, what I'm saying? Like what gets me and this one was a new addition after I got my truck was the first time my truck hit low fuel. And immediately, my phone goes low fuel. Do you need a station? Yeah. And it, I'm, I'm, it was. I'm talking instant. Like as soon as I got the ding, low fuel, I got a text message saying, "Hey, low fuel. Do you want us to find you?" I'm like, "Are you kidding me? That was so fast." And I don't oh, remember dude, look, look my at phone. Teslas now. Uh, you get open air updates on Teslas, and they'll fucking kick you down ads, dude. They'll go, "Hey, you're you're passing a Starbucks. You want a coffee?" <laughs> yeah and I you do, can't turn I that did, shit off man i did see that awesome video that you can change the horn sound now Dude, oh wow the car yeah like, you can change the dance. horn of the tesla yeah oh, but really? yeah to like a fart sound is it, is it worth <laughs> is it worth great. getting a yeah, sound for your yeah. horn to have your tesla know what mood you're in and offer you Oh, coffee, coffee if you're, if or, you're not or change the the amb- <laughs> the lighting of the the inside of the car for your mood. Hello, your mood. Eric. Uh, like but that's when, when we talked we're earlier about nice how blue. you already lost and you didn't even know you were fighting. That's that's what it is. It's right. you know you already gave up so much that yeah. you don't yeah, even oh, realize. Yeah, yeah, I know. Seriously, nobody's free. I think that's the the probably the biggest point. Nobody's free. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Even though we well, say it, we're the freest country, it's I like used no, to make you're the not. Argument that, um, the only way to be truly free in the United States is to be completely broke, like like basically a drifter, like a. Yeah, dude, you're worth money as worth money You're worth money in the RV. When I lived in the RV, that was right. that was pretty close to it because yeah. there was, it seemed, pretty darn near impossible to to get myself in a hole. Right. When I was living there, I mean, it was like my my electricity bill was like eight bucks a month. <laughs> you know water came with it yeah you know i think my rent was like 450 when i started but if you depending on where you go you can get rent down to like 250 a month living in an rv play one one gig a month seriously you pay all your seriously. bills <laughs> that was that was the nicest part about it i'd book a gig and i'd be like oh well there's all my bills for the month <laughs> everything else i get to save he literally Great. john like got down to the bare bones living dude and living in a little yeah. rv that he had, uh, it was great, up, you know. Yeah, we did. Well, we refurbished the first one. The second one, I actually took advantage of the government. So here's a fun fact for all you folks out there. After I've already gotten my my RV, 
Uh, if you go about six months after a hurricane to the government auctions, yeah, did you get those good? Vacuum? You get yeah, because they foolishly buy these stupid RVs brand new, thinking really? that they're going to give them out after FEMA. And of course, the government didn't give out shit. They forget. So they've got like brand new eighty foot long mobile homes, you know, that you can buy brand. They're just nuts. And when For I went out much. there, uh, I paid. <laughs> This is fun. I paid $13,000 for a brand new 2018 RV. Wow. That was, we found the receipt in there and it was worth 34000 nice. USRP is what they're nice. asking for. Well, how do you get to these auctions? Where are they? Um, GSAauctions.gov. Interesting. Yeah. yeah so uh, a woman you who I work with. on a trailer? No, a woman, a woman I work with. We'll on pull my it up team. right now. Let's see if we can Actually, see she's what's there. called a, an urban nomad. So... She has an RV, and she just works from a different place every day. Yeah, dude. Seriously, the options are endless. There's so many little RV camps now. You can you can go to places. No, uh, gsaauctions.gov. Yeah. No, dude. It it was there when I went out there. There were probably 500 just lined up in rows. We just after after Katrina, right there off of 59, there was a place that had nothing but. Um, All of those, and, yeah, and they were selling trailers. That's like, usually where they're as, at. As early as last year, they were selling them for like three grand. See, there's a a 2019. Yeah, but they were all beta. They've been sitting there since Katrina. No, no, no. Scroll down a little. It's just right there in 2019 Gulfstream. Down one more. Look at that, John. Five G's. Check this out. Yeah, two people Bro, down in Florida. Let's go halves on it, John. No thanks. Why not? The internet sucks. Be a good. Good. Oh yeah, you, your job wouldn't allow it, would it? Look at that 2019 Gulfstream travel trailer, five Gs. I mean, once you get down to like where it's actually closing time, like anything, the bid's going to go up. I wouldn't be surprised if that jumped up to right. probably nine thousand dollars. Right. Right. But no, I mean, what we got lucky on was they made a big dump, <laughs> and it was like two hundred and fifty. RVs out on the auction market at one time and luckily the one that I wanted was on like page 11 and so a ton of people had already bought the shit that they wanted before we ever got to ours and so see I would buy one of those uh, they have them where I mean they're super expensive like you can't get what you're talking about but they'll have like you know the little running wind generator and the uh, the solar panels built in and like yeah, the water reclamation yeah, yeah. Like Mine's one of the kind of, almost self-sufficient ones, those right, would be those right. cool. That would be nice. Mine does have the plug for the solar power stuff, but I never bought it. Yeah. That would be neat to have a water. That'd be that'd be really freaking cool. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Maybe <laughs> in a few years, guy. you know, the government's gonna buy some stupid shit. Not all that stuff's. John, have you seen this one? Yeah, dude. What do you think about this mess up well, in I mean, New York? They've known for a while that he basically just murdered a bunch of old people by forcing them to stay in there little little homes right so i mean the fact that now people all of a sudden care about it is i guess just whatever well it's because one of his top aides came out and, and admitted to yeah but the data but here's the thing is if he were still one of the boys do you think that you would have even heard about that no no exactly no, no, no. so it's not that one of his top aides came out and said it it's they're like, all right, we're done with him now. He's he's showing mm-hmm. his ass. Like, get what about him. this one? Yeah. This guy's gone. What do you think about this dude? And Gavin Newsom. Oh yeah. The recall. He's out ski. Well, not yet. They're they just got oh now they're gonna he's, vote. He's gone, bro. They're they're not keeping Now they're him. gonna vote. 
I mean, they're starting to change their tune a little bit. Yeah, but you, you know? just but you got to think these people just put all of the all of the voting policies in place that are going to allow them to steal all the elections that they want. Yeah, it's he's gonna he's gonna come out just fine. Well, you know, me and John were talking about that Time Magazine article, and he made a good point. He's like, "Don't I mean, don't you think that's what's been happening always since the beginning of elections?" And I was like, yeah, "Probably." Probably. Probably control the flow of information. Yeah, well, I mean, my point was it, it's not news that that's what's happening. Right. What's what's really news about that is that they're so comfortable in their position now. Right. That they, they can they do it out in the open. Come out and admit it. Yeah, they can just mm-hmm. be like, oh, no, we're doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's because about, anything about like it. what I've been saying, they already, they already won. There's no point in. We well, were talking see, about 1984 uh, and how eerily similar it is right now. I'm the guy who was realizing last night that Big Brother can't be stopped. It's there's no you can't beat him. Right. You know. You know. I think I I think my biggest problem is I read I read so many war memoirs of people doing really 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 good sacrificial deeds in a moment of pure chaos you know jumping on a grenade and sacrificing themselves kind of thing right that i would like to believe that there is a good quality even though we see the evil as you're saying that they can just blatantly say that they're stole the election and nobody's going to do anything about it that's the thing is they don't see it as evil they think they're doing right right 100 people don't wake up thinking they're they're doing evil yeah 100 they think they're doing as they said, they fortified the election. Right. Yeah. No, I, but I, I do, I guess the optimist in me is hoping that there are people inside that are so sick of this shit that they are trying to do stuff. And it's like, I guess I'm holding hope that, okay, well, if Cuomo, if he gets knocked down, that's a pretty big person to knock out. And even if it is from an insider, it's like, it's still possible. There's still ways to knock these people off of their pedestals. Even if, like I said, it is an insider and they're just, well, you've played your card, get out of the way. Here's the problem, man. Everything is so intertwined. We were talking again last night and it's not the government and corporations, right? It's corporations are the government, right? They are the government. Right. And they are doing whatever the hell they want to do because they're so powerful and so influential that they control the masses already. You know, it's it's almost like it's almost it's literally like NASCAR, like the politicians, just the guy driving the car. Right. And, you know, and the corporations are the people that Build buy the car. Vehicle. They yeah. buy the engine. Yeah. They buy all the people that are yep. building the car. Yep. They put all the stickers on the damn car. And so come win time, you better say, hey, I'd like to thank all the sponsors that help make this possible. I, yeah, I it's am more also, that because it's, it's also they're also the people who own the track. Yeah, who, right, right. And judging, write the rules, right. Write, write the rules, <laughs> and who run the sponsors, <laughs> and who video uh, the thing, and who oh, choose man. which highlights you want to see, right. and they're the ones that edit the <laughs> videos from your favorite <laughs> drivers and inform yeah. you on which one is a good person and you should be rooting uh, for. Yeah, what a mess. Oh, that is absolutely the truth. Um, it's. I also am an eternal optimist and think that good will will win over evil, but I just don't know, man. Well, you know, you know, things have to be bad for a while before people realize how bad they are, and they turn try to turn it around. Right, it's a and cycle. I, you know? I right, I, I would say it's it's more of a pendulum, you know, like you 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 can tilt one way and get pretty heavily over it, but I think ultimately, 
it's going to have to balance out. Otherwise, you wouldn't have people that agree with conservative principles and liberal principles. There are people that obviously see and feel things differently. So it, right. the, the meat of them is going to shift where there's going to be a ton of people that see the artistic merit in a liberal point of view. And then it's going to have to shift because eventually there's going to be people that are going to want to, that conservative, I guess, maybe yeah. law and order kind of feel, whatever they want to call it. Well, what I want to kind of highlight, if I if I can, is the way technology is increasing gives the government now can have more power over the populace than at any point at any time in history. So they have the power now where they can just convince you that this pendulum is still swinging and that right. you're back on this other side of it when it's really just the same people in power that have just convinced you that the pendulum moved right. and there's literally nothing you can do about it. So right. even if you looked behind the curtain and saw the wizard, you wouldn't be able to stop. No him. man, that's, that is literally exactly why I ultimately came to anarchy is because I just, I'm like, you can't win in this system. I just wanted to, to burn the whole thing down. Right. Like, and I've said that a hundred times. It's the only way it's going to get fixed. Like I, 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 I do agree. I, uh, it's so stacked against you at this point. Right. That, you have to burn it down. Yeah. You, there's no fixing what is this. Well, broken. And you know, and it, it kind of makes you wonder if that's really not the reason why Donald Trump was such a threat to these people is it's because exactly he what it was. had the finances available to him to jump through these hoops right and play their game and best them at it Look, you know? see, i think i think that that that's not even the case though is i think that was just another ploy they wanted to convince you that this guy is an outsider that's fighting against all this stuff when in reality he was just another piece on the board he's just another part of the machine yeah like even then like i don't think he's rich honestly i hate to say it like everybody thinks like oh well he's a billionaire and can fight. i don't think he is a billionaire asset wise he is a billionaire yeah they said Absolutely. he's worth like 3 billion yeah he i don't know man i i kind of have the feeling that the reason he was against his tax returns and all that shit is because I don't think he's as rich as he, he likes to make out that well, he's he is. definitely not. He's yeah, definitely not, he but he is still be. a wealthy man. I mean, mm -hmm. he's three billion yeah, yeah. or one billion. No, I mean, he's, he's, self, he's self made dude. He just had a small million dollar loan. So look, I always used to, I, I, used, <laughs> I like to use this um, metaphor of, a, of, of this house, right? So say you inherit a, a house or a, a piece of property with an old house on it from your, from your, from your folks, right? You go to check it out and get it inspected and the uh, the roof has holes in it. The doors don't shut because the foundation is cracked. There's no air conditioning, no heating. The floors are, have roots growing. I mean, what are you going to do? Are you going to spend all this time and money and effort to fix the house? Or are you going to burn the thing down and start a, start a new house? I mean, that's where I think we're kind of at at this point. That's the only way to fix stuff. I, I think that's it, man. I hate to say it. But I think some major events going to have to happen. I don't. I don't believe you can fix it. I. I, I mean, that's that was my biggest turnoff well, when people were like, down. "Oh, well, how come you don't run for politician?" It's like I don't believe you can fix the system right. from inside. I think once you're in it, you're just trapped by the system yeah, now. Right, like right. you can only act within the confines of what you're capable. Well, that's of the doing. thing is, you're still talking about fixing though, and I'm. Uh, yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Well, I'm arguing it. that it's not broken. It's it's working the way it's supposed to. No, and I, and I would agree with that. Yeah, I, I, that I, I, I completely agree with that statement. Um, I do. Like the that's, founding that's fathers, we like to act like yeah. they were libertarian, but 
their real views, if you if you look at it, is regular people aren't smart enough to govern themselves. Right. You're, they're just not. They don't know what's in their own best interests. And even if they did, they act against their own best interests half the time anyway. Well, group think and mob rule. Yeah. So, you know, I, I mean, this is just the technology kind of extended out and the control and power available to the people kind of extended out. And this is just the logical next step of that. Well, I just always ask myself, who would be the better to have in that situation to help those people out that clearly cannot and do not want to be on their own or be responsible for themselves? And it's like, is it the government or is it the market? And for me, it's always the market. That's that's always in my brain is that I believe the market would find a way to solve this situation that otherwise the government is just going to sit on these people and never fix their problems. Otherwise you've, they've run themselves out of a job, you know? Right. Like they always need that little bit of strife. So that way you're always asking. You're not, for you're not fixing problems. There's no money in fixing problems. The, the money's no, there's in no money in problems. Fix, yeah. There's absolutely no money in it's fixing the same, problems. It's the same reason why you've got drugs that'll, you know, prevent your HIV from spreading or your AIDS from, you know, doing this or that and the other. But for some reason, they couldn't cure it. But they can right. give you a pill that you have to take every day. Right. That'll stop it, but they right. can't cure it. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no money in curing. The money's in management. <laughs> All right. What do you think about this meme or about this thing, John? It's a classic. This is an old. Yeah, uh, it's a classic. Do you agree with it? Disagree with it? Where do you think we're at on this list? I mean,. I agree with it, I guess, to an extent, but I mean, obviously, it's not all encompassing. It's yeah, yeah, generalization. But, I mean, it goes it goes back to you know, like if you want to if you want to talk about where we are in it, of life. Yeah, if you want to talk about like where we are in it, it would be, you know, the baby boomers got this, you know, war free world, and they oh now we're all free love and peace and hippies and all this shit. Right. And shit was good for a long time, and they were like, oh well, we can go to college off of a summer job part time. You know, and then now you got them bitching at you got boomers bitching about millennials saying, "Oh, well, we're in debt, and I got to pay fifty thousand dollars just so I can get a job as a secretary." You right. know, and boomers are going, "Oh, well, you should have saved your money." But it's like, no, dude, like a fucking summer job part time can't pay for college, and for some reason, you and your cronies are forcing me to have a college degree so that I can do a job that doesn't need a college degree. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. And so it's it's basically just indentured servitude. You gotta go into fifty thousand dollars in debt so that you can get a job, so that you can actually make money to pay off the debt that you had to go into right. to get to the get job. job. Oh, and by the right. way, we're forcing you to take a critical race theory class. Yeah. yeah. And and then at the same time they're saying, Okay, want, now everybody has to go to college. And then they're going, Well, how come none of y'all are studying fucking engineering? engineering? Mm-hmm. And these kids are going because we were never going to be engineers. You know what I'm saying? We went and got this fucking degree because you forced us to. Right. Mm-hmm. You told us we had to. Or else we you know, and now you My got these same people that are. <laughs> yeah. You got these same people that are going, well, you should have picked a better major. And they're like, we didn't want to go to college in the first fucking place. <laughs> you know what I'm right. saying? No, my so, degree is absolutely worthless. You know, then, then you got people that now, you know, you're our generation basically we grew up and the financial crisis hit us, right? And the the housing bubble and all that bullshit. So we were, we were fucked. The, the economy fucked us right then. The boomers already had money and they already had it growing. But the people that were, were coming of age right around then, they got fucked. And then... 
they finally get back on their feet. And then 10, 15 years later, they're finally in a good place financially. They've got kids. And now this shit hits. And everybody's fucked again. Those same people that just barely made it back onto their feet. Now they all just lost their fucking jobs or their businesses or whatever. And on top of that, their kids are growing up in this shit. So they've got this shit storm. And it's just fucked. And it's fucking compound on top of fucking. Mm-hmm. And then you've got these old people. They're like, well, why didn't y'all just plan? Why didn't y'all just plan your finances better? <laughs> and you're sitting here going, look, dude. When did you, you want me to do go that? To right fucking after college, that. and now you make six figures, and you're telling me that I should have planned better, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. And so, uh, tying this back into that, it's yes, they they had it easy, and they made it hard, and now it's hard times. And to get out of hard times, you need hard people. But technology has improved so much that nobody's got big right. problems. You know right. what I'm saying? Life's too comfortable. Too easy. Yeah. So the, the biggest problem that, that young people nowadays have is, well, no, the biggest problem kids nowadays have is you got to have six fucking side hustles just so you can pay your goddamn rent. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. That sucks, but it's not like people are fucking starving in the streets kind of hardness. You know what I'm saying? Right. So well, my now point you've, is got, this. you've got hard times and not hard people to deal with them. Right. So it's my, my point is this, John, until it gets to where people's, Kids are starving, and they're literally people are dying of starvation. Nobody's going to do shit about any of this stuff. Nobody's ever going to do anything about it until people are like, until it's a disaster. That's it. Hey, listen, we're about to close this thing out, John. I wanted you to talk to you about this real quick. What the hell is going on on here? Five? Five. Really? It says Tuesday 32. Uh, That's Fox, dude. You can't trust them. Let's see what else we got here. Go to Al Jazeera. They're the only ones that are reporting the real news. I, you know what? I actually agree with that statement. Let me see here. Weather. Let's see what 13, how different they are. Let's see. What does it say? They say 12. But if you just go to Google. Mm. like uh, Too damn 12, cold. 12. 12 degrees. See, this would be a night that I would this not miss. Texas. I would not miss Texas. my RV. Because this would have been a night that I would have yeah, had to so pull Katie, the, uh... Actually, tonight at midnight, we're supposed to have a snowstorm starting in Katy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah. I wonder if it's me and Scott. It's, it's not, it doesn't say snow sleep. because the snow starts at 11. It says snowstorm starts says, at midnight. This says 10 sleep. degrees. It's going to be down to 18 tonight. Woo. Yeah, right, so we're John. supposed to have a snowstorm until 5 a.m. I'm going to stay up for that. That's going to be fun. Okay, dude. Let's talk about these. You ready? Are we memeing? John, by the way, sends We're me all the memes. To <laughs> My brother sends me all the memes, bro. All the memes. So, okay. Uh, John, you sent me this one. What is this? Yeah, the future. Yeah, sure. Hey, you want to pay people more? They're going to go, mm-hmm. okay, how do we get rid of that expense? I mean, that's just capitalism. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, <laughs> it's pretty funny. It's probably a lot easier to clean all that shit, too. Right? Oh yeah. Plus, I would much rather not have employees to for their pressure. Corona. Oh, this there one. You go, Scott. If you get sick at work, yeah, there you go. Seriously, I like the assault fork. I have one of Apparently, those. Apparently, I don't. And I don't know if it's true. Do you have? Uh, I, I don't know where where I saw it, but you have to apparently register to get a knife in England. Is that true? Yeah, you're not allowed idea. to carry a knife in England. I know you're not allowed to carry it, but it's like I think I just saw that you actually have to register to get one. Probably too. Nice. It my uh, my wife just came in the room and said it's snowing out. She's actually doing an interpretive dance. One word, <laughs> t- 
two syllables. <laughs> yes. All right, the government, when you buy something. Also, while she's there, let's go hashtag free Britney. Yeah, that's right. Hashtag free Britney. Yeah. If you don't know anything about it, you need to figure it out. So Bernie Sanders, the government, when you buy something, I am once again asking for your financial support. You want to come in here? And say hello. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just sending you a photo. John, go look outside. It's supposed to be running. Uh, the in. government, when you make money, I'm once again asking you for your financial support. <laughs> John, right. we appreciate you uh, coming yeah, on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I read an article the other day about how Bernie having more than one coat and those, those hand <laughs> is actually a sign of his white privilege. <laughs> no, this was a, I, do, this was a, I think uh, it's hilarious that the lady that made the mittens for him actually had to close down her shop because taxes were too high. Oh no! Well, no, she this was did. in the Washington Post. They they actually did a whole op-ed about how that shows off his white privilege. The fact that <laughs> God. the right. fact um, that he can sit around wearing his coat. All well, right, guys, ladies and gentlemen, John Smith. This don't is gonna put s- gorilla glue in your hair, dude, folks, for real, and don't use gorilla tape for Brazilian waxes. Yeah, um, we're out of here. Take it easy, John Smith. Uh, I hope you feel better. I know you feel fine, but we love you, dog. All right, man. This is it for uh, with Liberty and Justice for All, episode number four. You guys have a good one, and we are out of here. Serious tank, Cadillac, and wore a cigar.